Welcome to Daily Bible Reading Notes from Valley Chapel Community Church, where we seek to learn the whole counsel of God's Word. I'm your host, Pastor Michael Rowe. This is the posting for February 8th, 2024. Well, as a pastor and lover of good books, one of my favorite questions to hear is, what books would you recommend? When I receive this question, it is usually from a Christian seeking to grow in their understanding of God and their walk with Him. My go-to recommendation is Holiness by J.C. Ryle. If you haven't read it yet before, go now, buy it, and read it. In his pithy and poignant style, the good bishop defines holiness as, quote, the habit of being of one mind with God, according as we find his mind described in Scripture. It is the habit of agreeing in God's judgment, hating what he hates, loving what he loves, and measuring everything in this world by the standard of his word. He who most entirely agrees with God, he is the most holy man. End quote. This call to agree, or we could say conform to God, is what we find before us in Leviticus 17 through 20. In our reading today, we find three ways that God's people must conform to him. Number one, conform to God in worship and service. Leviticus 17. As we come to chapter 17, we find God giving detailed instructions for how people were to bring their peace offerings to God before eating the meat. Leviticus 17, 1-5. This was a serious matter to God. So serious, in fact, that if someone failed to obey, he would be cut off from among his people. Leviticus 17, 4. The problem God was dealing with was the continued idolatry of the people. They were offering sacrifices outside the authorized worship of the tabernacle. But this wasn't a harmless personal spirituality. They were worshiping demonic idols, Leviticus 17.7. This isn't just a problem for ancient Israel. The apostles dealt with this in the New Testament as well. So Paul warns Timothy, but the Spirit explicitly says that in later times, some will fall away from the faith paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons, 1 Timothy 4.1. Did you get that? That is us today. We live in the later times. Here's the point, beloved. Any teacher, doctrine, practice, or movement that operates outside of God's revealed life and godliness, 2 Peter 1.3, is to be rejected. Many of the teachers and ministries that draw thousands today are actually purveyors of demonic doctrines. Instead, as we seek to offer up our life as a sacrifice of service to God, Romans 12.1, we are to do so with renewed minds in line with the perfect and revealed will of God, Romans 12, verse 2. Make sure your worship and service is in conformity to God. Number two, conform to God's abiding moral law, Leviticus 18 and 19. This section contains the verses that opponents of God will often throw out. These comment Karens, as I like to call them, will often respond to the public statement or application of God's law by saying, quote, So are you going to stop wearing mixed fabrics? End quote. They are referring, of course, to Leviticus 19.19 19 and trying to use it as a gotcha text. The argument goes that if you are going to say sodomy is an abomination, Leviticus 18.22, then that means you have to obey all of the Mosaic laws. But they miss an important distinction. They fail to understand the difference between the abiding moral law of God, 
and the application of that moral law to a particular people, time, and place. There is a difference between the two. The moral law of God is the abiding standards that reflect the righteousness of God and His holy character. It is sometimes called natural law. For instance, this is the kind of law that Paul describes in Romans 1 as truth, Romans 1.18, and the ordinance, Romans 1.32, that God has given and all men inherently know. As Leviticus 18-20 through 20 indicates, the moral law of God existed before and outside of the nation of Israel. This is the kind of law that we find God holding the pagan nations of Canaan to. Because they had so egregiously violated God's moral law, they had defiled the land, and God was casting them out. Leviticus 18, 24-25 They were so disgustingly perverse that the land was spewing out or vomiting its inhabitants. Leviticus 18, 25 For this reason, the particular laws given to Israel were to set them apart from the Canaanites in holiness to God. Leviticus 19, verse 2 that was the reason for many of the particular laws of Israel, such as the often cited Leviticus 19.19. 19. For Christians today, we are not under the particular laws of Israel. Our shirt can be a blend of cotton and polyester. We can have bacon for breakfast. But the moral law of God still abides. This law that we see reflected in Leviticus 18-20 through 20 is the unchanging law of God that is written on our hearts at conversion. Jeremiah 31.33 and Hebrews 10.16. So when we see the unchanging holy law of God reflected and instantiated here, our hearts should rejoice. Psalm 1 verse 2. We should also seek to find wisdom here for how we can live in line with the unchanging standards of God. So whether it is sexual morality, Leviticus 18.6-20, abortion, Leviticus 18.21, or lovingly resolving conflict with a neighbor, Leviticus 19, 17-18, we can find principles here for how to live in conformity to God's abiding moral law. Number three, conform to God's abiding standard, Leviticus 20. Our space runs short, but as we come to Leviticus 20, we really come to the summation of all we've noted today. It is really all about conforming to God's ultimate and unchanging standard holiness. The charge to Israel is the same charge given to all saints. Quote, Thus you are to be holy to me, for I, the Lord, am holy, and I have set you apart from the peoples to be mine. Leviticus 20, 26. That is you and I, dear Christian. God has purchased us with the precious blood of his Son. 1 Peter 1, 19. And as those set apart to God, we are to live holy in all our behavior. Quote, because it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. 1 Peter 1, 15-16